Amen. Thank you, praise team. Thank you, Claudia, for doing a wonderful job. Good morning, everybody. And happy Easter. He has risen. Indeed. Amen. Amen. All right. So, everyone, this is our Resurrection Sunday. Uh, I do have a couple prayers I want to just start off with. Uh, Smitty asked this morning if you'll pray for his cousin. Michael is in the hospital. Also, we want to pray for Reem, who just had her surgery uh, a couple days ago uh, on Friday. And uh, let's keep Jody in prayer as well. Shall we do that? Let's, let's bow in prayer together. Heavenly Father, Lord, we want to pray. Uh, pray for Smitty's cousin, Michael, who's in the hospital. We pray that you give him your healing touch, Lord, and give him all the right treatment that he needs and medication and all the, just let your spirit uh, minister to his body. We also pray for Reem, Lord, who just had an operation on Friday. And as well, Lord, we just pray, God, that you, that you give her your healing touch, Lord. Help her to uh, uh, have a good uh, recovery from her surgery and just minister by your Holy Spirit. Minister to her, Lord. And as well, Lord, Jody, uh, who had her operation a couple weeks ago, and uh, we just pray that you help her to get a rest and the, the rehabilitation and the things that she needs, Lord. Just guide her and help her minister to her as well. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, everyone. So, this morning, today, we celebrate what could be called the, the foundation of Christianity, right? The resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Lord. You know, one church historian, Philip Schaff, said this about the resurrection. He said, the Christian church rests on the resurrection of its founder. Without this fact, the church could never have been born. It would soon have died a natural death. The miracle of the resurrection and the existence of Christianity are so closely connected that they must stand or fall Together. Christianity stands or falls on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. On this Resurrection Sunday, on this first day of the week, on this day that caused Christians to begin worshiping on Sunday, we worship our risen Savior. Amen. In just a moment, in just a moment, we're going to read the scriptures where Mary Magdalene, Mary Magdalene uh, came to the, uh, the tomb of Jesus where he was buried. It was to Mary Magdalene that God would first reveal the resurrection of the Son of God, the resurrection of the Savior, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the light of the world, and the light of life. Jesus has risen from the dead. We're going to look this morning, if you have a Bible with you, and I think it's going to also be up on our, up on our screen, John chapter 20, verses 1 to 18, if you're able and willing, if you can stand with me, and we will look at John chapter 20, verses 1 to 18. 
and it says these words. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciples started to run to the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the clothes that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth, the cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in. He saw and believed. They still did not understand the scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now, Mary stood outside the tomb crying, and she wept as she wept. She bent over to look inside the tomb, and she saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she didn't realize it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you've taken him away, tell me where you've put him, and I'll get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Mary. Mary. Mary came to the tomb. She came to the tomb because she loved Jesus. She came to the tomb because she wanted to be near his lifeless body. But when she made, she got to the tomb, she discovered that his body was gone. So she went back. She went back to the, the two leaders of the 12, that is Peter and John, and she told them what had happened. She ran as fast as she could, and gasping for air, she announced, the body is gone. The body is gone. Someone has taken it. The body is gone. Then Peter and John then began the search. Peter and John ran back to the tomb. You see, what Mary did, what Mary did when enlisting help to finding Jesus, uh, she was looking 
She was looking for Jesus. And of course, today we know that he's risen. But what, we're, what Mary did back then is what we're, we're to do today. And that is this. Look. Are you look, look to see Jesus. Are you looking to see Jesus? Are you seeking him? Are, are you focusing on finding him who calls himself the resurrection and the life? Whether you're seeking God for the, to find God or whether you're a born-again child of God, it's important to continue seeking. Continue seeking Jesus to see, looking to see Jesus. And it's important. If you want to see Jesus, if you want to know him, if you want to follow him, if you want to grow in your knowledge of him, it's important to have the right motivation in your heart. We're going to look at three motivations this morning. Three motivations for looking to Jesus. And the first motivation is this. If you're looking to Jesus, look with a searching heart. Look with a heart that's hungry to find him. Look with a heart that's hungry to know him. Look with a heart that's hungry to grow in him. Look at verse 1 and 2. It says, early in the first day of the week, while she was, it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed. The stone of the entrance. So she, she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple and the one that Jesus loved. And she said, they've taken him out of the tomb and we don't know where they put him. So they ran. They ran to find him. Let's take a look at verse 4. Both of them were running. But the other disciple outran Peter. And he reached the tomb first. He bent over, looked inside. He saw the strips of linen lying there. Then Peter came along and went straight in the tomb. They started running together. Peter and John started running together. But John broke away. I guess he was a pretty good on the 50-yard 50, 50 dash there, <laughs> right? You know, he, he, he was the first one there, and he got there way before Peter. But you know what happened? This is a very interesting study in human personality. You see, John wouldn't go in. He, he, he got to the tomb first, but he wouldn't go in. He, he looked inside. He studied the situation. <clears throat> But he didn't go in. This, it's kind of what his personality was like. He wanted to survey the scene. Why? Why didn't he go in? Well, I'll give you two possible reasons. Probable reasons. One, he didn't quite have the courage that Peter had. Okay. Two, like I say, he, he, he was a studious kind of guy. He wanted to survey the situation and think things through. <laughs> Any John personalities out here? Okay, I'll say I'm. <laughs> I'll say I'm one. I'll say I'm a John. But look what happens next. Look what happened. This is kind of funny. This is kind of funny. Look at verse six. Here you have here you have John uh, standing outside the uh, the tomb, looking bending bending down, looking inside the tomb. Verse six. And Peter comes along right behind John, and he goes straight in. <laughs> That's Peter for you, huh? That he has a personality. Just come crashing through, you know. You know, he, he, he's that kind of, he's a trailblazer, right? You remember, you remember when Peter was in the boat with his disciples, uh, the disciples were out in the boat, 
and Jesus came walking to them on the water. And, uh, and, and the disciples thought it was a ghost. They were afraid. And then Peter, Jesus calls out to them. He says, it's me. Don't be afraid. Peter, Peter's the one with the courage. Peter said, Lord, if it's you, call me to come out to you on the water. Jesus says, come. So, so Peter starts climbing out on the boat, and he started walking on the water. For a little while. <laughs> For a little while. <laughs> but that's Peter's personality, right? You know, he, he's a go-getter. He's a trailblazer. He's a man of courage. And he ran to this tomb to search, to search with diligence, to find what he could find. And he looked at these clothes. And he looked at these clothes. And it, and it says, you know, he looked at the linen. And he, he was trying to understand what happened, but he was searching with diligence. You know, God tells us that he wants us and he rewards us if we search with diligence. That's how God wants us to seek him. Uh, Hebrews 11, chapter 6, chapter 11, verse 6. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But he who would come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God wants us to follow hard after God. Be diligent. You know, just because you become a believer, that doesn't stop your diligence seeking him. Diligently seeking him. Hebrews 50, uh, Isaiah 55, verse 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Seek him. Search for him. Search with a continual diligence. Search to find the Lord. Search to walk in his ways. Look to Jesus with a searching heart. Not only a heart that's searching with diligence, but a heart that's searching to understand. Let's take a look at verse 6. Verse 6, Peter comes in the tomb. Peter comes in the tomb, and it says he saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the clothes that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still in its place, separate from the linen. Hmm. When Peter goes to the tomb, he sees these, the linen that was wrapped around Jesus' body, and he sees the, the cloth that was wrapped around his head. What was peculiar about it is this. There was no, nothing was in disarray. It wasn't like a, a grave, uh, uh, someone, a uh, grave robber came to steal the body. Everything was perfectly in place. As a matter of fact, the, tr the, the headdress, the headpiece was still kind of rounded and the, it was in the right place in the body, the linen. It was like a cocoon. It was like Jesus had just evaporated out of his, out, out of what he was wrapped in. And Peter was trying to understand this. And then here comes John. Here comes thoughtful John. <laughs> Verse 8, thoughtful John finally gets the courage to come in. <laughs> Let's take a look. Here comes John. Verse 8, finally, <laughs> the other disciple who's reached the tomb first, he also went inside. And then what does it say happened? Verse 8, it says he saw believed. He believed. He believed in the resurrection. He didn't yet know and remember the scriptures, but, he, but the, the grave, Jesus' grave clothes penetrated the, 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 
uh, seeing his grave clothes penetrated his mind, and he believed. And they believed. In verse 9, it says this, they still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead, but they believed. You know, it wasn't until later, it wasn't until later, John chapter 2, verse 22 tells us that the disciples remembered the Scriptures and remembered what Jesus said, John chapter 2, verse 22, it says this. It says, after he was raised from the dead, his disciples recalled what he said. Then they, then they believed the scripture and the words that Jesus had spoken. You see, they needed a fuller understanding, and that fuller understanding came from the word of God. The answers they were looking for came from the Word of God. You and I need to be finding our answers, amen, from the Word of God. Looking into the Scriptures. You know, one of the, one of the best proofs of the resurrection of Jesus Christ is this. Jesus himself prophesied in the Scriptures that he would rise from the dead. Either he was lying or he was telling the truth. Peter and John understood the truth that Jesus told. And they believed. And they believed. Are you looking to see Jesus? Are you looking to see him with a searching heart? First, look to see him with a searching heart. Secondly, look to see Jesus with a humble heart. With a humble heart. You see, the disciples went back to where they stayed. And Mary came along. I guess they kind of, you know, left her, <laughs> left her in the dust pretty much. You know, when they took off to the tomb. Here comes Mary. She got to the tomb. And she stayed in the garden right around the tomb. She just stayed there. She was crying. She was weeping. She was sobbing. And her heart was broken. What she didn't know is that God had prepared her to be the first human being to witness the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mary's life had been changed by Jesus. She had seven demons cast out of her life. She, she after she was healed, she traveled with Jesus and the disciples. And she was at the cross when Jesus was crucified with Jesus' mother, Mary. And then when Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus laid Jesus' body in the tomb, she was there. And now her heart was broken. Because she didn't know where they had taken him. They didn't know, she didn't know where he was. Her heart was humbly broken, verse 11. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying, and she wept, and she bent over to look into the tomb. She was crying. She was humbly broken before God. It's coming to God with a spirit of humility and brokenness that is an acceptable sacrifice to God. Did you know that? For, uh, Psalms chapter 51, verse 17. An acceptable sacrifice to you, O God, is a broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart, oh God, you will not despise. 
It's when we come to him in brokenness. We come to him in humility. Oscar Wilde, the Irish poet, once said this. How else but through a broken heart may Christ enter in? We've got to be broken. We've got to be humble to receive Jesus. And then when we come to Christ with a broken spirit, when we come, when we turn to him for forgiveness of sins, when we ask, call upon him to save our soul, he comes in. And he gives with himself eternal life for Romans chapter 6, verse 23. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, we've got to be broken. We've got to be humbled. And God honors that humility. James chapter 4, verse 10. Humble yourself before the Lord, and he will lift you up. God honors humility. Mary was about to be lifted up. She was about to be the first witness of the risen Lord. She was humbled. She was humbly broken before the Lord. She was humbly broken. And that's how we should come to God too. That's how we should be seeking Jesus too. Looking to see Jesus. Verse 11 and 12 says this. It says she wept and she looked and bent and looked inside the tomb and she saw two angels, two angels in white seated where Jesus' body was, one at the head, the other at the foot. Angels are God's messengers. Did you know that? The word angel means messenger. And these angels were about to ask Mary a question. These angels were about to ask her a question that would be repeated by Jesus in a very short period of time. It was a personal question. It was a probing question. It was a question about what was going on in her heart. And verse 13, it says this. They asked her, they asked her, woman, why? Why are you crying? Why are you crying? Now, Mary not only was, had a humble heart where she was uh, 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 humbly broken before God, she had a humble heart that she was humbly honest. She was humbly honest. Verse 13, she tells them why. She tells them why she's crying. She doesn't try to, she doesn't try to uh, re refuse to answer why she's crying. She doesn't try to hide the reason why she's crying. She's open and honest. You know, the way to keep a mind, a healthy mind and spirit is to be open and honest with, other, with others. Uh, a way to keep a healthy mind and spirit is to be, especially in your time of grief, to be open and honest about it. Mary was open and honest about her grief. She was crying and she explained why. His body was missing. With be open and honest with others and be open and honest with God. God requires it. If you're going to come to God, he requires it. That you be open, that you be honest, that you be sincere. That's a requirement. To come to him. Look at verse 14. Mary turned around. Look at, she's looking in the tomb. 
And she turns around and she sees Jesus standing there. Uh, uh, here, here's the thing. She's looking in the tomb. She probably hears something. Why does she turn around? She probably hears something or someone. And that someone is Jesus. But she doesn't realize it. She doesn't realize it. It's Jesus. Jesus asks her a question. She gives a quick response and turns right back into the, looking at the tomb. Isn't it funny? Isn't it funny? Mary was looking to see Jesus and Jesus was right in front of her. She didn't see Jesus because she didn't expect to see Jesus. Do you expect to see Jesus, his presence in your life? Do you expect to see Jesus working in your life? Do you expect to see Jesus leading you in your life? Mary didn't see Jesus. She didn't see Jesus because she wasn't expecting to see him. Not only. You see, Jesus promises this. Jesus promises this. What did he tell the disciples? Do you remember when he, when he rose from the dead and he gave the great commission? He said, go into all worlds and make disciples. And he says this. He says, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus is with you. If you're seeking to be a witness for Christ, he promises to be present in your life. He promises to be working in your life. He promises to be leading you in your life. If you're seeking to be his witness, if you're a believer in Christ, seeking to be his witness. So then, we're to come, we're to, we're to look to Jesus, not only with a searching heart, not only with a humble heart, but third and finally, we're to look to see Jesus with a listening heart. A listening heart. Jesus spoke to Mary. Jesus spoke to Mary in verse 15. He asked her the same questions that the angels just finished asking her. Verse 15. Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? Then after Mary spoke to Jesus, not knowing it was Jesus, not having the eyes to see it was Jesus, Jesus speaks her name. Verse 16. Verse 16. Jesus speaks her name. He said, It says, Jesus said to her, Mary. Ah. He deliberately, he deliberately calls her by her name. This is not a question. This is not a direction. This is a direct, this is an address. He's addressing her by name to awaken her to understand, to, to, hear his voice. This is Jesus, a good shepherd in John, 17, John 10, 17, who says, I am the good shepherd. Uh, my sheep know my name. I am the good shepherd. John 10, 17. He says this. He says, he says this. He says, I am the good shepherd. And I know my sheep, 
and my sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. Mary was a sheep hearing her master's voice. She was looking. Here's the thing. She was looking to see Jesus with her eyes, but she found him. Ah, when she heard his voice. She found him when she heard his voice. Imagine, imagine the love that must have flooded her heart the moment she heard, the moment she understood it's Jesus. It's Jesus. He's risen from the dead. It's Jesus. Imagine. Imagine what, was, what flooded her heart. Are you looking to see Jesus? Look with a listening heart. Like Mary, look, listening to hear his voice. Verse 16. Verse 16, it says this. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. She heard his voice. She heard the familiar voice of her Savior, and she cries out a familiar title, Rabboni. And then she reached down to, to hold on to him, probably holding on to his feet to worship him. And Jesus said this, verse 17, Mary. He says, do not hold on to me. For I have not yet ascended to the Father. Do not hold on to me. Jesus didn't want her to hold on to his physical presence that she could see. Because in a short while, she would receive his spiritual presence that she could not see. This was a lesson that Thomas needed to learn. And he learned it shortly after this as the disciples were in a house where all the doors were locked. You remember, it's in John chapter 20 as well. Jesus appeared in this house, and he told Thomas, who was doubting, he told Thomas to put his hands in his physical wounds and stop doubting and believe. And then Thomas cried out, my Lord and my God. And then Jesus said these very important words, and I'd like you to listen. John chapter 20 and verse 29. He says, because you've seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. You know who that is? That's us. That's us. We believe in Jesus' presence because we know he rose from the dead. Jesus is present. Jesus is present. She hears his voice. She hears his voice. And Jesus, she knew that name. You know, Jesus knew Mary's name just like he knows your name. Jesus knows your name. He says, I know my sheep, every single one of them. And my sheep hear my voice. Are you, are you looking to see Jesus with a listening heart? Are you looking to see Jesus who says, I know my sheep? To listen to him, to have a listening heart, you've got to have the ability to listen. You've got to have the ability to hear. 
Just last week I noticed and I talked to Joe about this. Uh, somebody was working on the tower here on our church property. And Joe mentioned that one of the things they were doing to put an antenna, right, Joe, up on that. I think you said that, yes. And, um, you know, the thing about cell phone towers, they have an antenna, they have a transmitter, and they have receivers. So to, 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 to send out messages and to receive messages. A cell phone will not work if, there is, if it's not within range of a cell phone tower. And if, if, if there's no signal coming from the tower, it doesn't matter how nice your phone might be. You might have a 5G phone, whatever that is, or you might have a, an older phone, whatever that. But if there's no signal, there's no message. God has given us a message. That message is in his word. Unless you have Jesus Christ in your heart, unless you have the Holy Spirit within you, there's no signal. You cannot hear. You've got to ask him to come in. You've got to ask him to come in. And then once, once he comes into your heart, you've got to ask him to speak to you. He says, I know my sheep and my sheep hear my voice. Ask him. Ask him and he'll come in. So not only listen. Listen to hear his voice, but listen to obey. Let's take a look at verse 17. Jesus told Mary, go. Go. Tell my, uh, my, my brothers that I'm ascending to the Father and your Father to my God and your God. What's the message? She was to take to the disciples. Jesus has risen. And he's ascending to the Father. And Jesus calls his disciples his brothers and his sisters. Why? And he calls their God his God. Why? Because Jesus, when he took on humanity... He now shares the nature of humanity with all mankind. Yes, he is fully God, but he is also fully man. So those who believe in him become his brothers and sisters. Those and Jesus, because he is man, his God, the Father is his God as well. He is both God and man. So Mary goes. Mary goes and she tells them, verse 18, Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I've seen the Lord. And she told them all the things that he said. That he was going to send to the Father. And 40 days later, 40 days later, Jesus did ascend to the Father. And just like there were two angels inside the tomb dressed in white, Acts chapter 1 verse 10 tells us, when Jesus ascended, there were two angels with the disciples dressed in white. And Jesus, before he ascended to heaven, <coughs> before he ascended to the Father, he gave the, the, the disciples one more time, the, repeated the command that he gave to Mary to go and tell and be my witnesses. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. He says, before he leaves, he says, when I ascend... Power will come upon you, and you will receive the Holy Spirit, and you will be my witnesses. You will be my witnesses. The command is to be his witness as we listen to obey. Seek, look to see Jesus with a heart that is listening. Are you looking to see Jesus this morning? 
Are you look, look with a searching heart. Search diligently, just like the disciples that ran to the tomb. And then search the scriptures to have a fuller understanding of your risen Lord. Uh, not only search with a, uh, not only look to him with a searching heart, but look to him with a humble heart. Humble yourself before the Lord. Be broken before him, just like Mary. And expect, expect the risen Lord to be present in your life and working in your life. And then, look with a listening heart. Look with a listening heart. Invite him into your heart. And like that cell phone signal that lets you receive messages from others, his voice, when his spirit is in you, his voice, you're going to receive his message from his word and from his spirit. You know, Jesus gave Mary that command that he gives all disciples including you and me, go and tell. Go and tell and be my witnesses. The Christian church rests on the resurrection of its founder. When you put your faith in its founder, Jesus Christ, you can rest in him. Amen. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for this joyous message, Lord, that Jesus is risen. We're to tell the world the Savior lives. Thank you, God, for this example that you've given us, Lord, through the disciples and through Mary. And help us, Lord, to look to see Jesus every day. Give us a humble heart. Give us a searching heart. Give us a heart that will listen. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray.